This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to call into the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because most people, 95% of them, remain anonymous on the show. People make up phony names. They call me from block numbers and I change everybody's voices. So if you have an interesting, naughty life that you want to talk about or story while remaining anonymous... We're not anonymous. You don't have to be anonymous. If you're somebody that's out and proud, I love that too. You could be on the show. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you just have a confession that you want to leave, I have a confessions line. You can call that number 24-7. Got four minutes to leave a message if you need longer. Just call back. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347 Three five seven nine. Now listen, all those confessions are aired on my Patreon. My Patreon is a really great deal. 
For five bucks, you get early and ad-free episodes. You get anonymous pics of all of my hot guests, my female guests. Most of the pics are anonymous. For my guests that aren't, you can see their faces, but they're very sexy pics. If you want X-rated stuff, though, on my Patreon, I have a Discord attached to it. You can only get to my Discord through my Patreon, so you got to pay that five bucks a month, but you get all of that stuff, plus Q&As, plus access to my Discord, and there are over 1,900 people on there chatting, hooking up, privately DMing each other. Discord is a place where you could upload your own stuff. I'm not involved in my Discord. I don't get involved in the X-rated stuff, but people over there do. So if you want to join my Discord and get all of those other good things, plus I do some Q&As where I answer questions. I do those like every other month. There's all of that stuff on my Patreon. It's only $5 a month, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, on holidays, I always do repeats. But just so you know, my repeat episodes, I go pretty far back. So I feel like still a lot of times people haven't heard these episodes. I pick the best of the best. So today I have on Dr. Joe Court. Now, I was very excited to have Dr. Joe Court on. And he's just too smart for me, okay? <laughs> I should have just let him talk the whole time. He made me sound like a fucking idiot because he just he's just super smart. He's great. He knows what the, he's talking about. He did a TikTok video a while ago that went viral. And then there was just a lot of news articles written about him and what he was saying. And basically what it was was that Dr. Joe Court is here to say that a guy can fool around with guys and not be gay. And I can't tell you how many times guys have come on my show and said that. Hey, Kathy, yeah, like every now and then I like to suck a dick, but I'm not gay. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> you're bi, you're this, you're that. I've always wanted to label it. But he's here to say that, no, you can definitely be a guy or a woman, right? That just wants to every now and then fool around with someone of the same sex. And that does not mean that you're gay or bi or any of that. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get him on my show. And I did. And he's on here and he talks all about that. And he explains why that is the truth, why that actually is the case. And I love that he's putting that out there. I love that he is talking about this. I love that his TikTok video went viral so that I could have him on my show. And now all of you guys are going to hear this because I think that it's probably super frustrating to be somebody that falls into that category that, you know, every now and then does like to fool around with the same sex, but doesn't consider themselves gay. But yet people are labeling them that way. He's the guy that's you know, speaking up for you and letting you know that that exists. He explains why uh, he's a psychotherapist. He specializes in sexology, I guess you'd say. He's got his master's in um, sexology. So this is his thing. This is what he's been doing. He also does consultations and he has a practice of a lot of sex therapists that work underneath him. So if you want to talk to him, I think he's the real deal. I think he's a good therapist to have if you have some kind of sexual issues that you want to talk about to somebody. I'm always promoting therapy, but I think it's really hard to find the right one. He doesn't do it himself, but he has people who work for him. So if you're looking for someone to talk to, he gives the links. I'll give the links in the description below. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Dr. Joe Court. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Dr. Joe Court. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Good. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Now, I don't know if other people know of you because recently you came out with a statement or a TikTok video where you were like, just because you've had a dick in your mouth once or twice, I'm just paraphrasing it, but it doesn't mean that you're gay, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Exactly. 
I saw that article and I was like, oh my God, I need to have this guy on my show because I've been doing my show for seven years. I'm just a regular person that loves to like analyze people and dig deep and get all this information. And I wind up having the show where people call in and tell me all of their deepest secrets. I'm typically talking to older people because I think younger people are a little bit way more open than people in my generation. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard well, you know, once in a while I give a guy a blowjob, but I'm not gay. And I was always blown away by that statement because I just didn't understand how that could be possible. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, words that I'm not using properly because then I'd be like, well, are you bi? I mean, you have to be something because a, a dick is a part of a guy. And if you have a guy's dick in your mouth and you like that and you find that hot, don't you think you're bi? Maybe slightly bi. And they'd be like, no, I'm totally straight. And you're here to say that those people are hundred percent correct. Yes. And let me go back to what I have found on TikTok, which has a lot of young people on there, is that they don't agree with me. They think that the, if a guy is having sex with another guy, he's gay or bi. And I was sh very shocked by this because this is the same population that are making up all these labels and expanding, but they draw the line with heterosexual men. What do you mean? As far as in order to be heterosexual, you have to just remain with women. Like anything other than that, you're something else. But you're here to say this is why you're so interesting to me and why we need your voice on my show, because you need to really explain sure. it. So here's the idea that there are people that are into kink and, to, and into fetish. So they might have a foot fetish. They might have a, a fetish to or a, a kink or a sexual interest in, in receiving anal sex or giving anal sex. And so these men are not attracted to the men. They don't look at the men and, and think, see themselves as this guy is hot. This experience I'm going to have, this actual sexual act I'm about to engage in is what's turning me on. The man is incidental. So to a, a gay, and I know I've had also a lot of gay and bisexual men and other non-straight men say to me, oh, I've had those times too. These are all the time for these men. They're, it's called sexual fluidity. And people don't understand that you can be a gay or people do understand that you can be a gay man and have sex with women and still be gay. But if you're a straight man and have sex with a man, now you're not straight. It doesn't, you can't have it both ways. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Okay, let me wrap my head around that one. So you're a gay man, but once in a while you might have sex with a woman. I would actually think, well, maybe you're bisexual. But people have told me I'm also completely wrong on what I what I considered bisexual. I like I I can't keep track with the terms. I don't know anything. I mean, you're the you're the PhD, right? This is why I need you to explain because half the time I'm just learning from people as I'm talking to them. Well, same here. The PhD really isn't going to cut it either these days because everybody's <laughs> making up whatever they want the term to be. So, I know. But this is the difference. Uh -huh. When a straight man has sex with another man, he's not aroused by men in general. He's not going to the mall and to the airport and sitting on the beach and going, man, these guys are hot. Mm -hmm. The bisexual guy is. So mm -hmm. it's different. So and people don't understand when you're bisexual. Yeah, you, there are, there, there's a lot of comments on TikTok are, well, you can be bisexual where your sexual attraction is to men, but your sexual and emotional attraction is to women. That's right. 
But the sexual attraction to men is to the men and to the sex. When a straight man has sex with men, he's only attracted to the sex or sometimes he is attraction, attracted to this particular man at this time, at this place, in this situation. But it doesn't generalize to other men. Interesting. It's just completely different. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I thought it was the opposite. I thought, oh, okay, if I'm the type of person that likes to date and I'm emotionally attracted to men, but every now and then I like to have just sex with a woman, like I'd never want to cuddle with her and watch TV, then that would make me bisexual, where homosexual would be that I want to have a relationship with another woman. But then someone called in once and was like, you got it totally wrong. And I was like, I do have it totally wrong because that's what I always thought. That's what we were taught in our generation, yes. But now we know that bisexual can be, I'm only sexually attracted to one gender and I'm, I'm emotionally and sexually attracted to another gender. So it can just be about sex and not want to cuddle. And I feel like, well, and so the problem for is I've been dealing with male sexuality my entire career and a lot of the men have experienced trauma as children. And so they may have been sexually abused by a male perpetrator. And so then they end up reenacting that trauma as an adult. And so then people see them having sex with men and all they can think of is you must be attracted to the man to be able to have sex. And if you've been traumatized and have been sexually abused, all sexual abuse survivors understand that you get imprinted erotically to things that don't always match your sexual orientation. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I typically get on the phone with a total stranger. I don't like to know much about the person I'm talking to. And so I just wing it. I just see where the conversation goes. And that's how I get people's story. But with you, because you're an expert, I wrote down some questions. And I don't even know where to start because I just feel like you could answer them all. But that was one of them. Are you necessarily born with a fetish or can you acquire one? Like I had a guy on the other day who was big into the whole cuckold situation. And he tied it back to when he was really young his first girlfriend dumped him for the school bully and uh, right in front of his face everyone was sort of making fun of him and they were fooling around in front of him and he had to watch and then he realized he had some sort of sexual attraction to it too and it was very confusing to him because he was devastated but kind of turned on and I'm like could it turn into a fetish for three ways or seeing your partner with somebody else does any of that kind of make sense Yes, yeah, so I always divide the two into this. We have a sexual orientation to whom we're attracted, what gender, and we have an erotic orientation, what gets us off. And, it, and all of us, if we went around and, and talked about childhoods, we would discover, everybody would discover that mo many things from your childhood get eroticized into your arousal template, into the things that turn you on. It doesn't create your sexual orientation, it creates your erotic orientation and contributes Mm -hmm. to that sexual or that erotic narrative. Right. So are you born with a fetish? And is fetish different than this kind of situation that you're talking about? It is. It's different because you're, if that's your erotic orientation. Your sexual orientation is the man, the woman, both, neither, a blend of both. But I will tell you this. There, are, there is research now that's showing that many kinks and fetishes are people do. They are, there's belief that they, you are born with it and that it's its own orientation. I had a client, well, he wasn't a client. He was on my podcast. I would think of him as a client. He was, he remembered that the very first time he was attracted to bondage and rope was being a Cub Scout learning how to tie knots. Now, where does that come from? He did, it wasn't something that ever, ever happened to him before. It was just something that it was his first discovery that rope turned him on. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And that's when it kind of clicked. I've had a lot of guys that are into the pantyhose fetish. I've talked to a lot of guys with all kinds of fetish, but a lot of the the ones who call in are into pantyhose and they get really deep into it. And we, I love to always go back and, and ask them, like, what were your first memories of noticing them or being turned on by them? And a lot of times their memories are before they were even sexual beings. I mean, they're like super yeah, young, yeah. but it like just all of a sudden they saw them the first time and it just clicked. And what they have explained to me is that they feel like this was always in them. And the first time they saw it, it sort of just spark that up. It wasn't that it was created at that moment. It just triggered something that was in them already. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fascinating because I'm always talking to people, like I said, with all different kinds of fetishes. And, and the other guy that I've talked to before is the guy that likes to cross dress. And when he's dressed up as a woman, he likes to be with a man, but in his regular life, when he's not dressed up, he com- would never be with a guy. So that guy also doesn't consider himself gay or bi or anything. So he, this cross-dressing men, which now we call gender play, is usually a cisgender heterosexual male who enjoys to feeling like a woman, dressing up as one, right. looking like one, makeup, wig, but he knows he's male. He's not, he's not trans. Yeah. And he may even want to be sexual with another man, but it's not about the man. It's about feeling like a woman with a man. Exactly. And he, and he doesn't, and he's not trans in that he doesn't want to feel like a woman all the time. He knows he's a man. He just right. uh, likes that every now and then. So that would, would that go back to what you were talking about? Like his, just his erotic fantasies as opposed to his gender identity or yeah i would say that it's he it's what he likes to do erotically it's not about his sexual orientation people just don't get it that's why like i said i was so interested in you and having you on my show so you could explain it because i get it more so now because i've heard that guy that you were talking about on your tiktok video that went viral and i think it went so viral because people really can't comprehend it and it's interesting that you say the younger generation doesn't buy it at all. It really shocked me. They are committed. Well, so because the younger generation, they're so into social justice and identity politics that what they're, what they do is they make up that this is heterosexual privilege and the man doesn't want to leave his privilege. That's not what's going on. That's their projection onto this guy. This oh. guy is a straight guy, just like the lesbian is a lesbian who has sex with men, just mm-hmm. like the gay man. Who, a gay man might want to have sex with a trans man who still has a vagina and a vulva, but has the appearance that is a man, but his chest and his muscles are in his arms, and he, he would have sex with him. We would never say that this gay guy is really bisexual if he's having sex with a trans man who still has a vagina and vulva. Why would we say it about straight men? And the younger generation says because he's trying to keep his privilege. It's toxic masculinity. It's fragile masculinity. Oh, and they don't understand. It's not anything to do with any of that. I mean, it can. So I try to explain this on TikTok, but they're not listening. It can be totally a closeted gay or bi guy. It can totally be toxic masculinity, totally be fragile masculinity. And that's what I keep saying to people. They don't hear the and. And it could just be a straight guy that likes to have sex with this one man and this particular sexual act. And it's the act that turns him on, not the guy. Yeah, I love that. I love that you 
can put that out there and because there's probably a lot of people that keep it under wraps because people would want to label them right I used to think like it was actually insulting to gay people because they'd be like but I'm not gay and I'd be like <laughs> it's almost rude but I guess that's like that toxic thing that you were saying that these people are projecting onto it right yeah because I was like right. is it coming from a place where god forbid you're gay because it, it it would come across to me sometimes like that but I guess it was just that because they're not right and, and it's it could, how frustrating is it to sort of know who you are and nobody's buying it <laughs> because they have a, their own idea and at one guy i love this on tiktok do you have tiktok yes i started tiktok i was a little freaked out i have to tell you i was a little freaked out because there are so many young people on there and i was putting up a lot of confessionals and stuff like that that i get and a lot of my stuff is a little hardcore and it's a, a lot of sex and I don't know. I was a little worried because there are it, it is it does skew very young. I mean, it's super young. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm fighting with somebody and I'm like, God damn it, they don't understand. I'm gonna go look at their profile and they're twelve. That's what and I I'm mean. like. What am I fighting with a twelve year old? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> I know. I'm that's like, so God funny. damn it. So now I look at people's um, profiles because a twelve year old's not understanding. But yeah, oh I mean, so, some, so one guy duetted my, my viral video and he was, he was young himself. He was 30-ish. And he basically said, I find it really challenging that the population, the, the younger population who wants all these new labels and has all these new definitions can't accept that a straight man can have sex with men. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I was like, thank, and I duetted him. That's why I asked you TikTok because you can duet. And I did duet him. And I thanked him. I said, thank you. you but a lot of people aren't able to critically think and the nuances around this. They just don't understand. Right. Now, you're a psychotherapist, right? Yeah. And then did you take, did you go to school further to just specialize in sexology? Is that what it's called? I don't even know. Yes. I have, I got my PhD in clinical sexology and my, I'm certified in it. So yeah, I have extra training. So a lot of therapists will fight me on this. And, but the, when, when you go and read their, their training, they have no training in sexual health. So they don't know what I'm talking about because they right. don't understand it. No, that's why I love, that's why I was like, I have to get this guy on my show because like I said, you're the real deal. I, there's a lot of people that could say they're a sexologist or they're a sex therapist, but then if you really sort of dig deep, they don't really have the actual credentials. And I feel like there's a lot of schools out there that people could go and get a certification that say that says that they're a sex therapist. But I, you know, I think that there's a difference between you and that person. Is that correct? Yes, there is. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this. So you, you have to do thousands of hours of supervision and you have to keep up with your trainings. And I just, I, and I feel really proud of myself. I know a lot about this and I can think outside of the, what mainstream thinking is because everybody's got their own erotic thumbprint. No two people are alike. And, and what it means might be different for you than what it means for me. So it's hard to be so black and white then, right? You cannot be black and white about sexuality and eroticism. And our culture wants it to be that clean, that they want the fantasies and the behaviors uh, and, the, and the, the fantasies and the behaviors all to line up with the sexual orientation. And they don't. Some people have rape fantasies. They imagine themselves being raped and they imagine other, raping other people. But it's play rape. Yeah. And these people during the day might be rape activists. Anti-rape, mm -hmm. but at night they like to play with the concept of rape. It's all different. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I like I said, I've heard it all, all kinds of different things. I want. I remember hearing Esther Perel. Oh, I love Esther Perel. Oh my god, I love her. She's still like a brilliant genius. And I remember listening to one of her podcasts, and she was talking about how the the woman who was raped when she was younger, if she 
gets into BDSM when she's older, like that could be a positive thing because she's in control because she got wired that way because of what happened to her. But working it out in when she's an adult in control and doing it in this way, there's it's not negative. Whereas I think some people would think if you do that later on because of something that happened to you that was negative, it's wrong. But she was saying that it is okay to do that and that that's a way to sort of work through it. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, 100%. And we, we know this as sexologists, mm-hmm. but people don't, don't know it. They don't understand it. And then they confuse it with orientation. What I wanted to ask you, because I've talked with people who think they're sex addicts. Do you, are you one that believes in sex addiction or not? What's your view on that? I don't believe in sex addiction because mm-hmm. the sex addiction model is not sexually informed. So I believe more in what's called out-of-control sexual behavior. It's a more sex-positive and sexually informed model and, and gives the person themselves the right to decide whether they, they are out of control or not. So right. it shouldn't be up to a partner or a therapist or a minister or, or a culture to determine what is or what isn't too much for somebody. It should be up to the person themselves. And so if someone thinks that they have it, would you say, okay, that it exists? Because I've had people call, call in and be like, I, I, and I think that I ha- I'm a sex addict. I will I use their word because that's the word they're calling it. But when they get into my office, I will instead start to call it other things and say, I hear for you with a sex addiction. Maybe you can explain to me why you think that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I might educate them that there's no science behind sex addiction, that what you really have is you're experiencing sexual dysregulation. And I want to help you get regulated around sex, no matter what we call it. Because, and, and the problem with the sex addiction model is it uses, it has some good tools in terms of cognitive behavioral, but it puts you in a situation where you're fighting your sexual behavior. And we don't want that. The more you fight something, the worse it's going to get. Yeah, the what you resist persists. It's so true. Exactly. So what do you tell somebody that thinks they're a sex addict I mean, basic therapy. There's nothing unusual or different than if somebody comes in and says, I'm eating too much or I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with even, even with gambling. People might go to the 12-step groups and they, they might do well with them. But what, what we find is it might be that this is your normal sexual or erotic orientation. It might be that it comes from um, trauma in your childhood. It might be because you have, you're a high sensation seeker. And um, you just enjoy high sensation seeking behaviors that you have to learn to control. It might be a kink. It might be a fetish. It's just, to me, it's just basic therapy and helping the person understand. It might be because they're bipolar. There's so many different reasons for it. Instead of, of moving it so quickly to, to calling it something that it's not. Listen, I'm so pro-therapy. I always talk about that on my show. I think sometimes it's really hard to find the right therapist, and that's the first thing that you have to do. Oh, yeah. I'm always like, listen, it, took, it, it could take you five tries, but it's kind of like dating. You, you'll you know the one when you meet them, but don't give up because I think, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of nuts out there. I, I That's how I feel. But I think that's across the board. I don't care if you're going to a hairdresser or a surgeon or a therapist. I think, you know, 85 to 90% are garbage and you got to wait till you find that 10% amazing person. I yes, have, yes. my life has changed because of therapy, but it was only because I was with the right therapist. And that's 
hard to find, but it's no different than finding that right guy too, right? It's not, it's not just every person out there is great. Are you practicing? Because my listeners go to you. Well, I'm not. I'm doing therapy right now. I do okay. consultations only, so people could contact me. Yeah. They go to joecourt.com, uh-huh. and then they find my email, and then they'll schedule an appointment for a one-time consultation. But if they're looking for ongoing therapy, I have multiple therapists that work in my center. We have like 15 of us. Oh, I that's supervise. great. Mm-hmm. But Yep, and then they can also go to ASECT, which is the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, AASECT.org, and they can find a trained sex therapist in their area. Oh, that's great. I'm going to post that. I'm going to put that in my in your in the description, a link to your website as well as that one, because Good. I'm always talking oh, to people yeah. who need therapy. I think it, they need sometimes it's just a regular therapist they need, but sometimes I feel like they need a sex therapist. And like I said in the beginning, I'm typically talking to people who are older and who have been in the closet with whatever kind of kink or thing that they're into. A lot of times I find that men around 50 are just like ready to let their freak flag fly. I don't know what happens to a guy at 50 because I'm a female and it happened to me when I was like 40. I think that's like your midlife crisis. I don't know. But I have so many guys that are calling me up and they've been living a double life when they're like, I just turned 50 and I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And I just think it's, it's great to know that there's help out there for people to be able to come out and on the other side, because you know how, how awful is it and how how much energy does it take to live a double life right i'm sure you you're talking to those people all the time too i mean i can't tell you how many times i have guys calling up my show and their wife goes on a business trip and they're you know swapping panties with a guy and in the house and fucking them in the ass this shit is going down you know what's going on well the reason the men don't talk about it is because if you read the comments on tiktok there's so much shaming and so much judgment Yep. And so much in, um, erasing that mm-hmm. they can't. I know. It's sad. I always feel like the younger generation is much more open-minded. You don't see that on TikTok or do you just not see it with the ter- in the sense oh, of... Oh, no. I, I totally see it. It's just not with this, not on this topic. Right. They are completely unopened. Right. And it, it's really been the most eye-opening, shocking thing I've ever seen. I think it's... Great that you were on to clear this up. I have to listen back to this because, like, my brain is actually hurting because you said so much good stuff. <laughs> it's unexpected. I think that's what it is. It's unexpected, and it's and, and and unfortunately, people they well. And this, I always say this: when women have one non-heterosexual thought, she's fetishized. When men have one non-heterosexual thought, he's stigmatized, and that's problematic. When women women are given uh, room to be a college lesbian until graduation, they're called LUDs in college. You know, uh, yeah. it's, once men do it, they're immediately canceled, and it's it can't be both ways. And that's what I'm trying to break. This is about masculinity scripts. This is about patriarchy. This is about sexism working against men this time, and people don't see it. Yeah, no, I love it. I I think it's great that your TikTok video went viral, right? Was that the first time when I saw it recently or has was that like a second wave or I mean it was a second wave. The first one went viral, but not in the same way. I didn't grab the same attention. I think because I did it in a gym mm-hmm. and I really don't know exactly why the gym did it. The shorts did it. I mean, the one, my gym attire, the gloves, people started attacking my gloves, calling my, my gym gloves, <laughs> bitch gloves. And I thought, well, maybe that could be my new, um, I am so stupid. So they started attacking my masculinity yeah. on, on it. 
Yeah. And because they can't tolerate the information. So they're just, they're uncomfortable. So they want me to be uncomfortable and I'm not uncomfortable. You want to call my gloves, bitch gloves? I'll call them bitch gloves too. Whatever you say. I, I like to wear gloves when I. That was away. the first time. Is that what, is that what you're saying? That was the first time that happened, that it happened. You were in the gym. The yeah. Yeah. Of- well, last time I wasn't in a gym, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that they were bitch gloves. Like I'm in a gym. Other guys are wearing bitch gloves. I don't know what makes mine bitch gloves. Oh Maybe God, because hilarious. I'm talking about straight men who have sex with men. It's so, it was crazy. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. I think that when, like I said, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I have to get him on because I think it is important to have that out there because I've had guys on my show that have told me the same thing. You're here to say that they're fucking right. And I'm wrong. Like, and I love being wrong. It humbles me. I don't know anything. That's why, you know, I learn from talking to people, you know, on my show. And it's just always great to have somebody, you know, like a therapist back it up. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And then, and it's not just me. There's some people that have done research on this. There's sociologists, there's professors at Stanford. There's a book called Mostly Straight. There's another book called Still Straight. There's a book called Not Gay. And then I have my book, Is My Husband Gay, Straight or Bi? So there's, there's other people talking about this. Oh, I like that book. What is that? So it's for, that's for women. Is My Husband Gay, Straight or Bi? Yes. Yep, that's my book. And it's going to be out in audio soon. Oh, no, that's great. Now, do you find that you talk to a lot of women that are concerned or they don't know what's going on with their husband or their husband came out to them? Is that why you wrote that book or is it for women that don't yes, know? I, oh, yeah, it's, it's become predominantly part of my practice because I, I deal with male, sexual, male sexuality. And so then the, she discovers that he's looking at gay porn or he's been with men or thinking about men. And so I get so many of these cases and they're not all gay. That's that's where the the book was born out of. Yeah, it, it's that woman that found the porn or found out that her husband was with another man, and the husband claims to be straight. Yep, I wanted to give them language. I wanted to give them the right questions to ask, and the normalization that you're not alone. And now you're gay, right? And you're in a part. You have a relationship. Are you ever with women regularly? I mean, what's your deal? Oh yeah, no, I'm 100% gay. I've, I'm 28 year married to my husband. And I've always been gay. And I mean, I may have a little fluidity in that as I've gotten older, I do have some sexual or erotic interest in women that I never used to have. I've never acted on it, but I, I'm, I self-identify as gay and that's where I'm, who I am. Well, listen, you made me sound so dumb on this podcast. You're almost too smart. But thank you so much for coming on and explaining this. I know a lot of people are going to tune in. I think it's going to be really eye-opening for people. It's been eye-opening for me. And I love that you're out there uh, talking about this. I think it needs to be talked about. And I'll put links for all your stuff because I think it's you're you're a great expert to point people towards like I said I'm just I'm unprofessional I just talk to people about their stuff but I'm always looking to pass people on to the real professionals that could really help them and I think you're so great can you give that your website again yeah it's joecourt.com j-o-e-k-o-r-t.com all right that's great I'll provide all the links for people if they want to talk to you they should go follow you what's your tiktok thank you it's all my if they go to twitter or tiktok or linkedin it's always at Dr. Joe Court, D-R-J-O-E-K-O-R-T. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I was so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you letting this conversation happen. All right, awesome. I'll let you know when it's going to be posted. Thanks, Joe, Dr. Joe. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. 
If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.